and welcome back to Sports the Nemo Way, the Patrick Ewing episode. The 7-foot, 240-pound center is a zero-time champ, zero-time MVP. He's an 11-time All-Star, 7-time All-NBA, playing 17 years in the league after being the number one overall pick, and he is a Hall of Famer. With career averages of 21, 9, and 2 on 50% shooting. Now, we will kick to none other than the youngster, Drew, who has him ranked the lowest at 45 overall and number 10 on his centers list. Go ahead, Drew. Uh, well, I think I'm just going to start out with my opening statement on why I have Patrick Ewing so low which mostly is going to explain why I have him so low on overall as a center at 10. He's my only center that doesn't have a championship, so that's part of the reason why I don't have him, which I thought was kind of cool for the center to have all of them have that many championships. How when we talked about Steve Nash last week with all the point guards and how he was kind of in the mix of some people's lists and didn't even, and didn't even have a championship. Um, Patrick Ewing is... One of two guys on my list that doesn't have an MVP. The second one is George Mikan, which I didn't have the MVP yet when he played, so we don't know if he could have got one or not. So that's why I have Patrick Ewing so low as the center. And then for why I have him so low on other ones, um, some of it's because some of them have better stats than Patrick Ewing. Some of them just because they had more championships than Patrick Ewing. So we can get more in depth later if you want to talk on Pacific players. Fair enough, Drew. Uh, we can, I can get behind championship talk. I can get behind that. All right. That will lead us to where Wade should slot in. And uh, I hate to break it to everybody, but uh, Wade is no, not with us again this week. I, I, this is not a permanent thing. Um, you know, Wade, Wade is having some uh, difficulty schedule-wise with us. So, uh um, but Wade has him ranked 36th overall, so nine spots higher than Drew, and eighth on his center list, two spots higher than Drew. So after that being said, I jump to Uncle Doug, who has him ranked 35th overall and ninth on his center's list. Take it, take it away, Uncle Doug. Yeah, Wade and I have him pretty close there. Um, Drew kind of stole a little bit of my thunder with uh, the talking about the MVPs and the um, championships. I on my list is the similar to Drew's in that um, Patrick Ewing and George Mikan are my only centers um, without an MVP. But of course, when Mikan played, I don't think they had MVPs. No. Um, and Patrick Ewing is the only center on my list without an NBA title. Uh, so that's why I slotted him in at ninth. Um, Patrick was was a good player. He, uh, of course, obviously 11-time All-Star. He was also a three-time All-Defense. Um, you take a look at his numbers. Um, Career-wise, he's 28th on the scoring list. His average comes in at 46. Uh, he's 26th on the rebound list. With his average, comes in about 68. Um, he is number eight on the blocks list. And uh, with his average coming in about 11th, um, he had one season where he aver actually averaged four blocks a game. Um, so Patrick could definitely play some defense. Uh, good, solid center. Um, the championships, the MVPs kind of knocked him down on my list. Um, he, I don't think he ever even finished. 
I think the highest he finished in the MVP voting was fourth. Mm. And I, I believe he did that about three times. Yeah, so. he had three number fours and two fives, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, And, of course, as we've mentioned before, he had the, the misfortune to play during the Michael Jordan era. When <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that made it really tough. But uh, solid center, but uh, the lack of championships, MVPs, just knocked him down my list. Fair enough. That leads us to me, who has him a, li- a little bit of a jump up from Uncle Doug. I have him at 30th, so five spots ahead on uh, my overall list, but eighth on my center list, so right there with uh, those guys on the center list, really. Um, I will also add that he's the only center on my list without a championship. Um, he's not the only center on my list without an MVP, though. Um, I do have uh, Dwight on my list that doesn't have an MVP as well. Um, but my opening statement really about, uh, Patrick Ewing is that, uh, he, uh, he's, he's one of five players in his career to score 24,000 points, grab 11,000 rebounds and block 2,500 shots. He's one of five players to ever do that. That list includes obviously Ewing, but Shaq, the dream, Duncan and Kareem. Um, that was, a I thought that was a really cool accomplishment. Um, he, uh, in, from 1989 to 1997, the Knicks had the fifth best win percentage in the NBA. Um, and they only had one first round exit during that, that same time. <coughs> so I thought that was a, uh, nice little, uh, thing there, Ewing being their best player obviously during that time Um, but I guess my big thing with Patrick Ewing is um, I think he is an all time great obviously, he made my list Um, I think he is a person that was hurt by when he played, not just because of Mike like Uncle Doug mentioned but because he played the almost the exact same time as Olajuwon and Robinson and Shaq came in a f- few years later. So we had four of the ten greatest centers of all time playing at the same time. And Ewing just happened to be the fourth one as far as how good they were. Um, so I think if he would have played ten years earlier, ten years later, he might have been the best center in the league or second best center in the league. you know, And, and it might have made us think of him differently. And I know that's a what-if thing. I, I realize that. I just think it could have helped his career playing at a different time, not because of rule changes or anything, but just because I think the 90s is the greatest center era ever. And Ewing was part of that because we also didn't mention Dikembe Mutombo, who is not the offensive force the rest of these guys are, but one of the greatest defenders of all time. And Alonzo Mourning played during that same time. You know, so, I mean, there was, plus, you know, many Hall of Fame power forwards during that time, like the mailman and Barkley and guys. So it was a big man era during that time, and he was just in the middle of it, didn't uh, necessarily come out on top. I mean, even when Mike retired, Olajuwon's the one that stepped up and won those championships, and one of which over Ewing. I mean, they met in the finals, and Olajuwon won. So, I mean, that that's, that's really my opening statement on Patrick Ewing. I'll get more into the nitty-gritty of it. And a little bit, but uh, that's my opening statement, which leads us to Ray, who we're going to take another sizable jump here and jump all the way to 20. 
Um, Ray has him 20th overall and 6th on his center list. So I will say this, Ray. I rattled off centers pretty quick on my list, but you have six centers in your top 20. You rattled them off pretty quick too, bud. Well, <clears throat> that's one of those positions that if you can stay pretty much in home base in a set position and you don't really move anywhere and can be dominant and control the game, that's pretty spectacular. Like you have the shooting guard, the point guard that mo- are mobile throughout the whole game, but then you have this one position which is pretty much stationary in the post area and can take over a game, then I put you on a pedestal. And that's why I got six centers right off the bat on my list. Uh, Patrick Ewing, pretty dominant cent- uh, from his college days where he was just a, a blocking machine. Block everything. And I was watching something today, and that's all they told him in college to do was just block the shit out of everybody. And <clears throat> then he comes to the NBA, and, and now he doesn't have the greatest squad on the Knicks. I mean, he's got some uh, awesome players like Charles Oakley. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, he's, he's working with the grocery bagger, John Starks. You got uh, one of the Harper boys. I mean, we're not talking like major top-tier Hall of Famers here, but... When you look at Patrick Ewing at that center position who can take over the whole game and be the best player on your team, that's why he's on my list. Um, and being a Pacers fan, you got to admire the guy and what he did on that team with the squad he had. And, I mean, his accolades, uh, three all-defense, and what was it, Rookie of the Year award? I mean, the dude is just a phenomenal player. And... Even though without a title, I talk a lot about skill set on players throughout this podcast, and he had the whole package. Uh, there was times in his career that, you know, maybe he didn't make the, the final shot. There's a lot of Pacers games where, I mean, there's one where he didn't get it in there. He kind of choked on a tip in. But that's you'll have that on every NBA player great or not throughout their whole career you're going to have fuck up mistakes but i mean the only thing that really hold patrick ewing back is that i mean they battled hard but they can never close it out and that's probably why he's so low on the list i mean what was that? i got bill russell uh wilt jabbar and then i got elijah Wan at four and i think i got Shaq above patrick ewing, uh, ewing only because of probably titles but i mean patrick ewing was right up there with with the best of them and that's why i got him at, on my list so yeah like mid-range there fair enough ray fair enough um well uh i do have questions for you here in a minute but since you brought something up i'll go ahead and elaborate on it you elaborated on his his teams and i have some stats over here about his teams um, you know, I mentioned, uh, uh, you know, his heyday in 89 through 97, where they had the fifth best win percentage in the NBA and only one first round exit. During that time, Patrick Ewing played with zero Hall of Famers, zero All-NBA players, and no repeat All-Stars. John Starks made an All-Star game and Charles Oakley made an All-Star game during that time, but only one. 
a piece and no all NBA or all defensive team players other than himself obviously during that same time period he played with not a single player that averaged 20 points a game and he played in 20 playoff series during that time and Ewing was the only Nick to average 20 points in a single series he couldn't even get a teammate to average 20 for a series yeah his best teammates guys you think of when you think of those Knicks teams, at least what I thought of, John Starks, right? John Starks. Yep. John Starks, 12 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists on 41% shooting. That's what he brought to the table. <laughs> Why he's a one-time All-Star, like I mentioned earlier. Larry Johnson, right? You think of Grandma Ma. Yeah. Great player. Yeah. Oh. Yep. No, he already blew out his knees by the time he went to New York, <laughs> so he wasn't nearly the same his player. Best days were in Charlotte. So while he was in New York, he averaged 12 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. No awards. Okay. Well, you're like, well, obviously, Alex, he went to the finals with Allen Houston and Latrell Sprewell. Those guys got all-star games. Those guys got good things going for him. Oh, but wait. He didn't get Allen Houston until he's 34 years old. And he didn't get Latrell Sprewell until he was 36 years old. And those guys didn't really start doing anything until Ewing was gone. He did have five years... Of Mark Jackson, who made Ray's list. Um, during those five years, Mark Jackson averaged 12 points, four rebounds, and eight assists. So, solid point guard statistics, yeah. but nothing to be the second best player on a great team. Right. And then let's go with Anthony Mason. Don't forget him. They try to forget him. <laughs> <laughs> Nine points, seven rebounds, and two assists. That doesn't sound like the supporting cast of teams that should go to two finals. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is uh, Ewing played with a lot of slop as teammates. And listen to this. This is, this is even more crazy. In 1990, the New York Knicks and Patrick Ewing were eliminated by none other than the Bad Boy Pistons. Does anybody know who won the finals in 1990? Uh, the Bulls? No, it wasn't Pistons. Pistons. It was the Bad Boy Pistons. Yeah, Pistons. They were eliminated by the champions. In 91, 92, and 93, they were eliminated by the Chicago Bulls, who won the championship all three of those years. Then in 1994, they were eliminated by the Houston Rockets, the obvious champions because they were the finals. So, So 90, 91, 92, 93, and 94, so five straight years, they were eliminated by the champions. Um, while playing with all these guys that can't average double digits and can't shoot more than 41% from the field. I mean, is John Starks not like considered the second best player on that first championship team? Hell no, I wouldn't. I mean, who, who, who do you think, Ray? Probably Charles Oakley or... Uh who was playing point? Mark Jackson, yeah. probably. Oh no, no, that was the. He wasn't there when they won the cha- when they went to the championship, was he? It was. It wasn't it Charlie Ward. No, it would have been Harper. About Charlie Ward. Wouldn't have been Harper. Hmm, we're gonna have to look at this. Yep. Here we oh go. boy. Here um, we go. What? The, so we're looking at 1994. Was that the 93-94 season? Yeah. Yeah. 94. Yeah, the 94 was the finals. All right. Well. Here we are. We have 
Derek Harper is there. And Doc Rivers is there. That must have been old Doc. Oh, yeah. Old Doc. John Starks is there, like I said. Um, Let's look at some statistics, see who's getting playing time here. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, these guys are here, and then they just come off the bench and didn't do anything. Charles Oakley averaged 11 and 11 that season. John Starks, the best year of his career, 19 and 5. Wow. Ooh. And I made the finals when he actually decided to play some basketball. Charles <laughs> Smith averaged 10, and oh, Hubert yeah. Davis averaged 11. Nobody else averaged double digits. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Charles Smith, Hubert Davis. Their leading assist man was John Starks at five. Wow. Okay. So I also will say this for Patrick Ewing. I'm not trying to argue the fact that he should be moved up because I have him at eight, but – his uh his knee problems didn't help his career yeah. either. He you can literally see where his knee injury happens in his statistics, especially his blocks, and see them drop significantly. Mm-hmm. He was he was such a fantastic shot blocker at the beginning of his career, and then all of a sudden, not that he became a bad shot blocker, mind you, but uh, he you know he's at his rookie you know two and two, and then he's three three and a half four three three, and then boom, we're down in the twos pretty much for the rest of his career. Um, so there's my, uh, talk on Patrick Ewing. Um, the rest of my statistics there on Ewing, does anybody have anything to add or contradict? Um, with the all defensive teams, I see why he only had three. When you've got all those elite centers, I know we didn't, we haven't talked much about, but you can't really diss on the guy for having three during this era. I mean, if he's it was nice to have three. Yeah, it was I, mean, not, he, I thought it was yeah. good for him to have three. I mean, he's obviously having all these blocks, and that's what you want from your big center, but he only has three because you've got the Admiral and Akeem and Shaq later on. You, Matumbo. Matumbo. Morning's a three-time yeah. defensive player of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard to get. What, was it back then you only had two centers back getting? I mean, it's still only two. All defensive team was only two. Yeah. Two teams. Uh-huh. So they only had two centers each year, and when you're the fourth best center in the league, you gotta. He definitely controlled the paint. Oh yeah, controlled for the sure. Mm-hmm. Now we've we've discussed this before, but I was looking at the stats here. Seven foot, two forty. You really think only two forty? I was thinking he wasn't seven feet tall either. I don't know about that, but they probably added his hair. He looked bigger than two forty to me. He did. He did look like a big guy. I mean, if LeBron is what two sixty five, yeah. Um, I think Patrick Ewing would be two sixty five. I mean, I don't, I don't see LeBron pushing Ewing around. <laughs> Here's another thing I wanted to bring up real quick. In the 89-90 season, okay, Patrick Ewing averaged 28 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 4 blocks on 55% shooting, and came in 5th in the MVP voting. 5th. Mm. Who's ahead of him? Well, Magic won the MVP that year. Mm, okay. MJ's ahead of him. Right. The mailman's ahead of him. I have to, I have to go down and look now. That's wow. Fifth. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody in the NBA putting up those stats today and kept coming in fifth in the MVP voting? Oh, and you're talk- well, since you're talking about MVPs real quick, Jokic got fined. And he suspended one game. Is he? <laughs> I knew he would. And the Morris brother got fined 50000 just to be honest with you, this, this is the way I feel about it. Now that we're talking about it, this is the way I feel about it. <laughs> dirty shots, receive dirty shots. Agreed. You know, Agreed. That was exactly. dirty. <laughs> Mo- Morris took a cheap shot on Jokic while he was getting blown out and was pissed off. 
and Jokic leveled him. Yep. I'm cool with it. Yep. I'm cool with it. Good for you, Jokic. But here's the other crazy thing. After he did it, he shoved him to the ground, and then he was like, no, I'm good. I'm done. He gave his shot. I gave my shot. I'm done. He didn't try and fight him afterwards. He didn't uh, try and fight his teammates. He's like, I'm done. He went and sat on the bench. And uh, after the game, he said, I shouldn't have done it. It, I was he, you know, I was upset. I did something I shouldn't have. I, you know, I apologized to all the fans. You know, Marquise Morris, all that shit. And then, of course, the Morris brothers get on social media and talk <laughs> about how they're gonna beat his ass and all this stuff. And then Jokic's brothers get on social they, media. They, they create a Twitter account just yeah, to do it. It's so like, funny. <laughs> we're here. We're waiting on you. Come on. Yeah. I don't think the Morris twins want any part of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. I, I want to say that real quick so while you were pulling up the MVP stuff. So I figured we mentioned that real quick since I just got it. All right, so here's the MVP finishes that year. Magic won, Barkley, Jordan, Mailman, Ewing. That's would a pretty good list. You, would you like to know their statistics? Yeah. Magic won the MVP that year, averaging 22 points, 6 rebounds, 11 assists, and a steal on 48%. Mm, okay. Charles Barkley averaged 25 points, so three less points than uh, Ewing. 11 rebounds, same amount. Four assists, so he did have more assists. One steal for both of them. Zero blocks. Well, Ewing's averaging four. Mm-hmm. Now, Barkley did shoot 60% from the field that year. <laughs> 60%? Oh, 60 Holy crap. Wow. Well, all Barkley's doing is laying it up or taking <laughs> a double jumper. <laughs> That's true. What, what, was, uh, what was Ewing doing? Not like Ewing was standing outside. <laughs> well, I, I know. <laughs> but I, mean, I mean, but still, though, I mean, that's what Barkley's supposed to do is, you know, make little chip shots down there. Um, Jordan averaged 33 points, seven rebounds, and six assists, two steals on 52%. And Carl Malone averaged 31 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, a steal, no blocks. Well, percentage point of blocks. Um, and 56% from the field. You don't see that. You don't see those kind of seasons and all in the same season anymore. And you know who came in sixth? David Robinson. You know who came in seventh? Dream. Oh, man. And their stats, David Robinson averaged 24, 12, and 2, one steal, and f- also four blocks on 53% shooting, while Dream averaged 24 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, two steals, four and a half blocks <laughs> oh my on 50% shooting. That's insane. Man. All right, so uh, let's take magic out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Who do you think? Who do you think deserved the MVP if Magic wasn't there? Well, I think statistically, you know, we can argue about it. I think their well, how good their teams were is going to come into this sure. too. Because if your team, you know, sucked, that right, and I'm sure that they don't um, care. <laughs> I mean, yeah. give you some someone mm-hmm. will give you a couple votes, but you're not going to win with a bad team. By the way, John Stockton's clear down here. He averaged 17 points and 14 rebounds on 51% shooting. John Stockton? John Stockton. Oh, my God. And he came in 10th. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, 17 and 14 on 51% is better than both of 
Steve Nash's MVP years. Oh, yeah. What's his assist total? 14. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I thought you said 14 rebounds. No, 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 no. No, no, You had me hyped up yeah, there I for forget a second. John Stockton like, got dang. MVP. you kidding me? It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Man, I mean, hey, when's uh, the last time you saw a list like that? It's crazy. You, you probably mean. haven't. Are you yeah. going to give it honestly to any of these guys? Well, not Tom Chambers. Hey, he doesn't deserve no, one. No, Tom Chambers. <laughs> hey, but even Tom Chambers, 27-7-2 with a steal and 50%. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> not a, that's a good season. And we haven't even got to Larry Bird yet. Right. <laughs> Larry, Larry Bird's at 24-9-7 uh, and seven on, and a steal and 40, on 47% shooting. Clyde's at 23-7-6. and six. <laughs> Holy yep. crap. Isaiah Thomas is down here at 18 points, nine assists. I mean, Damn. you could have almost wow. that's 13. That's, that's 13th place. Yeah, <laughs> 13th place now is like 15 and five. <laughs> 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 there, I, I don't know they go down to 13 anymore, honestly. But anyway, that I, reading that list off was made it even crazier. But I just. I couldn't believe it when I saw his stat line from that year and saw that he came in fifth in the MVP voting. Mm. And I was like, dude, who, 28, 11, and 2 with a steal, four blocks, and shoot 55%. And finished fifth. Fifth, That's yeah. Crazy. It, it was crazy. And, but then you look at the numbers of the guys ahead of him and it's like, jeez. I mean, but you the don't. Ex- was just crazy. But you don't expect any less from any of those guys, honestly. No, no. Yeah, I mean, these are all guys at the very top of our list. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking yeah. Magic, Barkley, Jordan, Mailman, Robinson, Dream, Bird, Stockton. Like these are all oh, guys yeah. at the top oh, yeah. of our list. They're all way up there. Yeah. Mm. So. As just that time period in the NBA, and all these guys are playing at the same time. Well, I yeah. mean, it was a battle. It was a competition. It's just yeah, we weren't joining up were, on the same team. We want yeah. to try and beat each other. Everybody's trying to beat each other, not right. trying to join and then beat up the whole league. Everybody's <laughs> battling for a paycheck. Nowadays, it's like, okay, yeah, give him a subway contract, you know, whatever. But, you know, where do you want to go this year, LeBron? Yeah. Me and the <laughs> Banana Boat Squad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of the Banana Boat Squad... Uh, Carmelo Anthony holding it down right now. Yeah, he he's lighting yeah. it up. <laughs> Keep oh, yeah. feeding the ball. Good. They need to bench Russ and uh, let yeah. Melo have you know some more minutes because yeah. Melo is balling right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have questions, Ray. Okay, <laughs> I might have the answers. So you have Patrick Ewing at twenty, like we said earlier. So let's, I'm gonna stick with centers for a minute. Okay, but you have him ranked ahead of Moses Malone and the Admiral. Um, I would. I guess I'm just asking for uh, your reasoning there. Um, Moses, I didn't really get to watch the play, so uh, Ewing's got like a little bias there. Plus, I watched all them Pacer series, so I got to see it firsthand there. So I know Ewing a little bit more than the other two. Uh, David Robinson, what's he got? Like two titles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to see him watch get to watch him a whole lot so i guess my whole thought process was ewing's i got to see ewing so i put him above the other two but the other six ahead of ewing i mean the stat wise on those six are just phenomenal so i mean i don't put titles in high regard 
as we all know, but Ewing had one hell of a fucking skill set. And I think it's probably better than those two. So that's why I got Ewing above those two. Well, I'll just I will talk about the Admiral for a minute. <clears throat> I got them pulled up side by side. Th- for their careers, they both averaged 21 points a game. Um, U- uh, Robinson's got Ewing by a rebound and an assist. They both average a steal. Dave Robinson got a block on him. He shoots 1% higher from the field. Um, they're both right, you know, very close on free throw percentage. I don't care about the three-point percentage being centers back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they both shoot terrible because they are like, you know, full court heaves. Um, yeah. So I mean, statistically, Dave Robinson's slightly better. He has an MVP. He has two championships. Um, but David Robinson also had a partner to get Ewing? his champion to get his championships. He did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Ewing did not, and he toughed it out for that fucking ten years or however long he was in New York, and he stayed loyal to the team. Well, I mean, Robin, Robinson's a career spur as well. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I that's fine. But, I mean, David had a, that luck, the luck and the luxury to have that twin tower partner of, you know, Tim Duncan. Ewing was in there doing it his own damn self. He was. But that being said, David Robinson won an MVP and a scoring title long before Duncan showed up. And as a defense player of the year. He is a defense player of the year, and yeah. he also won rookie of the year like Ewing did. Yeah, I was gonna say the Spurs that kind of lucky with this whole situation because Dave Robinson gets hurt, and then they draft yeah. Duncan, and then they're back, mm-hmm. and like yeah, they got the number one overall pick because Robinson broke his foot right. and missed yeah. the entire season. Yeah, it was it was a it was a pretty lucky it ordeal. Out pretty well oh, for yeah, him. I would say so. Well, if, if we're talking draft and we're talking Patrick Ewing, don't we have to talk about <laughs> the, the whole Patrick Ewing? Going to the Knicks. The frozen envelope. The frozen envelope. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was crazy back then because everybody talked about, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great if Ewing goes to the Knicks and, you know, gets to play in New York, stays on the East Coast, out there with, you know, all that, the Big East where he had played in college. And and uh, then, lo and behold, when the draft rolls around, he does go to the Knicks. Yeah. So, and, you know, there was always the rumors, the frozen envelope. I'm not trying to be, you no, know. No, I'm not being. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're not. <laughs> right. We're not big conspiracy theory guys, but. Right. It's just, it's just interesting. And of course, it's something good that everybody talks about with Patrick Ewing. And, uh, but, yeah, I'll also have to look at it this way. It may have screwed up Ewing's career. It may have. Yeah. Um, just, you know, they never put another star with him. Right. They, you know, they essentially asked Ewing to do everything. Hey, anchor our defense and go out and average, you know, 25, 28 a game and carry our offense. And I guess that is the one of the big knocks on Patrick Ewing. Did he ever make anybody around him better? It doesn't look like it on paper. The rest of his team doesn't look great. We discussed this earlier how none of them barely averaged over double digits. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and Ewing wasn't a big passer. Um, no. yeah. You know, he you but know he threw the ball down to him. He pretty much put it up. Which I mean, centers aren't. I'm yeah, not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, not going to ask them for like six assists a game or anything <laughs> crazy like that. Well, and, you know, you you kind of wonder if the Knicks had run an offense more like 
Well, and Ewing might not have been able to do what Carl Malone did, but you think if they had Mark Jackson, I mean, Jackson and Ewing be like Stockton and Malone? And I mean, I mean, Jackson definitely had the passing skills. Yeah. And, um, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that don't Ewing know. had as much he game around could, the basket. He couldn't shoot the, the jumper like Carmelo could. Right, yeah. And neither could Jackson shoot the jumper like Stockton. No. Right. 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 Neither of them were the shooters. True. Like, so, um, Who else was in that 85 draft with Ewing? Oh, that's a great question. I feel like we're missing some big names there. Well, that's kind of what I, I, I mean. He was, I'm trying to think who know. else, like, say, <coughs> he did the Knicks don't get the first pick. Who else could have? Got it, and where else? What, where else could what his career look like with someone else? Um, okay, so number two was Indiana, who took Wayne Tisdale. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> my God. Wayne and, Tisdale, and then uh, Benoit Benjamin. Benoit Benjamin, yep. big yep. center, went to yeah. the Clippers. Yeah, Xavier yeah. McDaniel went to Seattle. Right. John Concack went to Atlanta. Oh. Sacramento took Joe Klein. Yeah, the Warriors took footer. Chris Mullen. Dallas took Detlef Shrimp. Okay. Cleveland took Charles Oakley. Phoenix took Ed Pickney. Mm. Chicago took Keith Lee. Uh, at 13, the Utah Jazz take Carl Malone. Oh. oh. That was the steal wow. of the drive. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm gonna skip All the way at 13. I'm going to skip a bunch of names. At 18, Detroit takes Joe Dumars. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Big job. Yeah, what a draft. Holy moly. And uh, at 23, the Lakers take A.C. Green. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And at 24, Portland takes Terry Porter. Okay. Yeah. And that was quite a draft. Yeah. But all late. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, only nobody went early. Um, I'm looking at the second round here. We're looking at Manute Bull in the second round. <laughs> um, oh, he went the, the greatest player. No, but I mean he's he's somebody we know. Hot Rod Williams went in uh, late oh, second yeah. round. Oh, hot Rod. Um, and then apparently there was a third round back then. Um, but I'm not seeing anybody I recognize. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason for that. <laughs> uh, round four. <laughs> there's round four. Oh yeah, right right. the draft was quite a bit longer back then. In round five. Oh, and more sound like the NFL draft right now. Now, there was less teams then. There was only 22 teams at this time. Round six. (laughs) There is round six. And that's crazy to me. They have so many rounds and no uh, any, like, uh, G League teams. And then now we got G League teams, and we all go, like, what, two rounds? Yeah. 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 So seven rounds. And you got to think about this. There were seven rounds of players being drafted, and this is before we really got European players involved. I mean, Dallas Shrimp's on here, but he's one of the first ones, really. You know, him and Vlade and those guys. Just listen to that list. There's a bunch of seven-footers in there. A ton. I mean, Concac, Klein, Benoit Benjamin, you know, of course, Ewing. You said take your chance on one of them. Hopefully they don't get well, it. Well, and I remember watching Joe Klein and, and um, those guys play. Concac. They were, I mean, they were all solid college centers. Uh, there was a lot of seven-foot centers back then. Well, everybody was trying to chase that high of the 100-point, the you know, center for like two decades. So. Right. And so <laughs> who was it that the Pacers took? Tisdale. Tisdale. Oh, Wayman yeah. Tisdale. I don't they, played on the, they played on the, the Kansas City Kings there for a while. Right. I mean, when, a, when does Stepanovich come out of Mizzou? 
Oh, I don't was that know. the year before the? Because he went to Indiana, didn't he? Stepanovich. I don't know. He Steve Stepanovich. He doesn't sound familiar. Because he played with Concac and those guys and Joe Klein. Because actually Klein, Concac, and Stepanovich were all from the state of Missouri. Mm. One went to um, Klein went to Wichita State. Concac went to SMU, and Stepo went to Mizzou. Hmm. But I and Stepo ended up being like number one pick. I thought by the Pacers. I don't see. I don't know because they're so in, in ingrained in drafting from Indiana that if it they draft anywhere else, I don't. I really don't know. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not having any luck because again, he was another one of those big guys that was really good, but a lot of injury problems. I think when he hit the NBA. All right, Ray. More questions, buddy. All, <laughs> All right. right. So. Now I'm getting away from centers. I'm I'm going out and branching out to other positions. Okay. Um. Well, first off, just out of a uh, interest here, you have Ewing ranked higher than Reggie. Yeah. Why is that? I mean, Reggie's your guy. I mean, yeah, Reggie is my guy. But I mean, Ewing was pretty fucking dominant. Oh, he was. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not doubting it. I, I mean, I have obviously Ewing ranked higher than Reggie as well. I just, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just asking because it's you. So no, I mean, there was no. I mean, as much as I want to be biased and just say Reggie's ahead of everybody, I can't <laughs> do that. I mean, I'm not a psychopath, but yeah. I mean, eh, you Charles Oakley, uh, but Scotty Pippen at seven. Hey, we're gonna get there later, and I will <laughs> next week. But next I mean, week. Patrick Ewing was so dominant. That you couldn't deny, put him anywhere above, you know, you couldn't be biased with Patrick Ewing because that's just the player he was. So I had to put him above Reggie. I mean, Reggie is phenomenal. And we've all been through that episode. And I've talked to certain people at my uh, job, and he's talked about he how he uh, took my side on the situation. But you got to give Patrick Ewing the chops. Whether he's got titles or not, that's – he he's just that kind of player that just stood out. All right. Yeah, like I said, that was just an interest question for me, not necessarily that I disagreed with you. But my next one is is uh, you have Ewing ranked ahead of Barkley. Uh, you want to elaborate? Yeah, I think Patrick Ewing's better than Barkley. <laughs> 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 well, would you like to uh, tell us why? Um, <laughs> well, because like I've been saying, he is that dominant player. You can't, I mean, look, you have the Charles Barkley finals team. You had Dan Marley. Uh, what was it, Kevin Johnson? Yeah, um, Kevin Johnson was there, Dan Marley. Uh, their center was uh, West, Mark West. Was, okay. that his, was that his first name, Mark? I don't, I can't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because I remember the Kevin Johnson and Dan Marley and Charles Barkley. And I think was, I Rex, remember, was Rex Chapman there? Chapman, I don't, ugh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, who was that center for them? Um, Crap. Mm. Uh, what year did they make the finals? Ninety-three. Huh? Damn it! Shoot. But I mean, without even looking at the roster, Barkley had a shooter. He had a point guard. Ewing had mid-range to less than subpar roster of, at all times. So, I mean, 
that's why I put him above people because he was just out there doing it himself. And I mean, we can look at the the stats here. He made uh, what was it, twenty some playoff series for fourteen years straight, like from eighty eight to uh, what was it, two thousand. He was in the playoffs with a subpar roster at all times. So I mean. You can't deny what he was doing by himself. And Charles Barkley at least had somebody to support him at some position. I mean, Ewing had support, but it wasn't at any sub, you know, any kind of level that anybody else had. You had Jordan Pippen, you had Kemp and Payton, you had Stockton Malone, and then you had Patrick Ewing and his goon squad. His goon squad. <laughs> I like that. Well, I mean, that was kind of the case I made earlier that he played with subpar teammates, so I'm not going to argue against that. I don't think Barkley was out there playing with with great players, though. Well, they were they were above what Ewing had. I mean, because if, if our argument includes Dan Marley, I think he lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at least he, but at least he could shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, not to leave you guys hanging, I looked up Stepo. Oh, okay. Um, the Pacers took him with the second pick in 83. 83. Two years before. And he played with them for about five years. He had bad knees. Mm. And that shortened his career. Back when they had Herb Williams and Clark Kellogg. Okay. So just a little bit past the ABA days. Yeah, a, little a couple years before Ewing. But when I looked it up, they mentioned Stepo and Ewing evidently didn't like each other. Um, they were involved in a scuffle. Um, Ewing ended up with an injured elbow in his arm in a sling. Evidently, he elbowed Stepo in the face. <laughs> uh, Stepo didn't like it, threw Ewing to the floor and jumped on him. Uh, they started fighting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> both benches one. emptied. Uh, the two had to be restrained from going after each other another time during the game. <laughs> both got ejected, finally. Uh, Ewing got fined fifteen hundred dollars, Stepo seven hundred and fifty dollars, and they both got an additional fine for two hundred and fifty for being ejected. Oh, okay. Now, you know what would happen today? <laughs> they would be suspended for life. How long? To be in jail. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So, you know, I thought that was interesting when I when I went to look him up. There's the Patrick Ewing story. So. Wow. Well, he, by the way, I was correct. Um, his name is Mark West. Oh, okay. okay. Um, he averaged five points and five rebounds that the season they made the finals. But at 5.6 rebounds a game, he is the second leading rebounder on the Phoenix Suns behind Charles Barkley. I was, I was, I was hopefully you were going to say Charles Barkley. If you <laughs> yeah, weren't. Barkley averaged 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that is Barkley's MVP season, and Barkley was a monster. Um, you're looking at 25 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, uh, uh, steal, and a block on 52%. Um, so he had a hellacious season that year. Um, and Mike just took it personal. <laughs> Mike all right. he, he just took it personal. Yep, he uh, drinks every day and gambles at least one match because of that that season. So. But uh, to talk about Barkley f- more for a second, um, Barkley does, over their careers, um, has a point on him, two rebounds, two assists, 
Um, obviously, uh, Ewing has uh, some blocks on him. Um, he shoots 4% higher from the field. Um, again, I'm not really crazy about their three-point percentages, even though Barkley <laughs> did shoot him later in his career. Um, oh, we'll talk about you know Charles more, I guess, later, but he's one of those guys that, you know, world of talent. It's so weird. And it seemed like he never stayed any place long enough. He had, like... That they could really build around him. He had like three teams that he stayed at for like like five years. Five years. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. You know, it's like seventy so sixers, five years. Yeah, so like that season was phenomenal, and he could play. I mean, Charles, for no taller than he was, could play. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I thought it was crazy that when they brought him into Houston, that they couldn't win a title there. He was pretty washed by that point, though. Yeah, I think he was kind of toward I mean, the end. I mean, they were all pretty old by then. Because, I mean, they brought Scotty in <laughs> that year, too. Oh. Cause it, so they had, it was Olajuwon, Drexler, Scotty, and Barkley were all oh, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're the real super team. They were the pre-Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then we have... My next question is uh, Oscar Robinson. Robertson. I said Robinson. Oscar <laughs> Robertson <laughs> um, is ranked uh, 12 spots below Patrick Ewing. So I'd like uh, your thoughts on that, Ray. I just, <laughs> I, just <laughs> I, I just, think that Patrick is just a better player than Oscar Robinson. And that's that's all there is to it. Okay. No. Uh, all right. Period. You just is a, this an era related thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the nineties, but I mean, uh, Patrick played with such you know good competition. The nineties had such good competition. I mean, I mean, Oscar Robertson was great for his time, but Patrick had such a challenge against everybody in that era because you have what well, we bring out like four centers out of the 10 that we've all picked out of that era, maybe even five. And, I mean, you got to – Oscar had a good competition, but that 90s era had such great competition that you can't deny, you know, picking picking from that era and putting Patrick Ewing above certain people because of that competition. Like, I don't have a lot of newer players on mine because they don't have competition because they bring the competition to their teams. So I mean, you can't judge, you can't judge players really that greatly between today's era, '90s era, and then because there's different competition. The '90s era was the pinnacle of competition, but then you come to th- uh, this era here, there's nothing there because they're all on the same fucking team. So I mean. I gotta put Patrick Ewing up above certain people because of the competition he played against and the way he performed. Well, you're not gonna hear any arguments from me about the '80s and '90s being the greatest eras yeah. of basketball. I mean, you're not gonna get any arguments from me on awesome. that. I mean, uh, just that the MVP thing that you listed. Yeah. Talks about, and then we've been talking about all these seven foot centers. They all had seven foot centers back then. Mm-hmm. You know, we listed all those guys that were drafted pretty high. You know, I mentioned Stepanovich. He went two to the Pacers. Yeah. Number one that year. Ralph Sampson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, there were seven-footers that were good all over the league. 
Yeah. No, I mean every team. Every, every team had a seven footer. Oh yeah. They were varying degrees of how good they were, but they right. all had them. Well, I mean uh-huh. that was that was the game plan for like four. 40 years was <laughs> you had to have the center there and yeah. the point guard and shooting guard and the power forward and, and the, the small forward. Now we got, you know, just throw four shooters out there and we might have a defensive player in the paint. You know, well, it's a whole different game plan now. Well, I heard a statistic the other day and I might butcher it because I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like after Oscar Robinson won hit Robertson, I can't well, I don't know why I keep doing that. That's uh, er- terrible. Oscar Robinson won his MVP. A center won the MVP every year until like the eighties sometime. Wow. Holy moly. Yeah, it was like some insane amount When uh, when did Oscar win his? Like sixty four, sixty five, something. Yeah, it was early sixties, early to mid sixties. Yeah. Um well you figure Well Well, Russell and Wilt won a bunch. Then then Jabbar won a bunch. Jabbar came in. Uh, Willis you said Willis Willis Reed Reed got one. Uh, uh, Walton got one. Yeah. Uh, that fills a lot. <laughs> right there, honestly. I mean, well, I mean, Willis and, or not Willis, uh, Russell and Chamberlain got like 10 between the two of them. Right. Jabbar had six. Yeah. And Walton's got one. Reed's got one. That's 18 right there. Right. So, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that covers a lot of years. Yeah. Um, but that, like, like Ray's not wrong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for like 40 years, everybody's like, we got to build through the big man. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I'll, I'll leave the Oscar Robinson thing alone. We've we've beat the uh, old guys to death quite a bit. Uh, my next one, and it'll be my last one to pick on you with Ray, okay. is uh, Kevin Durant. Okay. What about him? <laughs> well, I mean, the same question I've been asking is: you have you ain't ahead of Durant, which I believe you can correct me if I'm wrong, Doug or Drew, but. Um, you're the only one that has that, so I'm just asking you why you believe Ewing's better than Durant. I mean, that's probably a, a fine line of, you know, nitpick and bias, but like I've been saying this whole time, Durant's had a team. Patrick Ewing has not. Uh, Durant has played with his fair share of Hall of Famers. Yeah, he has. Super team, super team, <laughs> super team. Patrick Ewing, we'll get you from the grocery store <laughs> and we'll pick you off the playground and we'll build a team here in New York. Let's just got some let's pretty go, good playgrounds, though. Yeah, yeah, let's go scout out Rutgers Park and we'll go grab you and put you on the, on the practice squad. Hey, uh, we'll just, you know, we'll pay you a little bit here and, uh, you know, we'll put you on the super team, bro, and we'll win a title. Yeah, whatever. You know, that's why Patrick Ewing's up there. So we can play, you know, best score of all time, probably, for uh, Kevin Durant. But if you don't, if you can't play against competition, then you can't really fully be judged on your skill set. If you got a team of like four different shooters, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and, you know, we'll even, you know, throw Draymond in there. But, you know, Patrick Ewing is just on the lonely island. Like, he was beating people up, you know, competing against these great players. And, I mean, I can't get past today's era where everybody just wants to play together. It's just crazy to me how you you don't want to compete against the best on a different team to show your skill set. It's just crazy to me. 
I'll agree with you on that, how Kevin Durant's done that. But I think Kevin Durant's overall ability to, like, score and stuff. And I think him and Patrick Ewing are basically the same height, I would say. And yeah, pretty then close. Kevin Durant can do so much more. I mean, yeah, if you put him down in the post, Patrick Ewing's going to dominate Kevin Durant all day. But I think if you yeah. – but as an overall player, I think Kevin Durant has a lot more skills than what – I mean, you yeah, I'll has. give you that yeah. one. I mean, he's got yeah. a uh, Kevin Durant's got a better skill set. It's just, I mean, he would probably unlock more if he was competing against other people because Kevin Durant's one of the the prime guys I have on my team. But and and he loves basketball like he lives the game, and it just kills me that he wants to bring all these people in all the time instead of being that competitive player that yeah. I know Kevin Durant wants to be. That's everyone's not KD. But it just <laughs> it just kills me for Kevin Durant. Yeah. And that's probably why he's lower down the list. Fair enough. Um I had something to say and now I forgot what it was. Um Oh, by the way, Kevin Durant is listed at 235. On basketball reference, five pounds <laughs> less than Patrick Ewing. Does anybody in this room think that's correct? No, nope. no, no way, nope. not even close. Uh, no. So anyway, now I will leave you alone for now, Ray, and I'm going to okay. move on to Uncle Doug. Okay. okay. I don't have a ton for you, Uncle Doug, but uh, you have Patrick Ewing uh, ranked ahead of Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my question to you, like Ray, is why? Well. Good question. Kevin Garnett is going to be my problem because I don't know what I was thinking when I have him. I have him quite a ways down the list. <laughs> you yeah, I really do. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked at that one day and thinking. Yeah, you got him at 45. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what I did to you. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because, I, I mean, know. My, my, I mean he was down sorry, my power ahead. forward list, and I guess maybe I was just in love with centers when I was doing that. <laughs> Because I mean, I, I you know, because he does have a championship. He's got an MVP and defensive player of the year. You know, all kinds yeah. of stuff too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's a yeah. uh, he's like uh, second all time in uh, um, is it all defensive teams? He's second all time in, or is it all NBA all NBAs? I think he's second in one of them, something like that. He has a boatload of one one of them. I can't remember which, mm-hmm. or maybe I'm getting that confused with Duncan. To be honest with you. Um, Duncan has one of them. I know that for sure. About yeah, I think Duncan has the most all-defensive teams ever, I think. Darnett has 12 all-defensive teams. Yeah, he does have 12. And Tim Duncan has. I think Tim Duncan has 15. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Tim has 15. Yeah. He's 15 everything. 15 all-star, 15 all-NBA, 15 all-defense. Tim Duncan's got it all power forward, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean – we, we unanimously put in one for a reason, I think. It's <laughs> not even close. Yeah. Like, it yeah, the the argument starts at power forward at number two. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that was my big question for you, Uncle Doug, was why you ain't over Garnett. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that Garnett's going to move up on my list. I mean, he may not move up on my power forward list, but he's going to move up on my overall list. I don't mm-hmm. know what I was thinking. Well, then I know this is tricky because the, you go from one extreme to the other, center to point guard. But I think Chris Paul and Patrick Ewing's careers are pretty similar um, based on they both have crazy good uh, end of career stats, like uh, totals. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the uh, championship, they don't have an MVP, um, but their stats are impressive. 
I mean, it's only one spot, but uh, what do you? Why do you think you put Ewing ahead of CP3? Um, probably because of when they played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> would, would be fair probably enough. be the you know I have them right there together, but yeah, probably you know like Ray said, watching Patrick play back in the day, and and uh, centers was just such a strong bunch on my yeah, list. So ridiculous how good the centers were back then. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. All right. Well, I will leave you alone now, Doug, and move on to Mr. Drew here. <laughs> right, bro. Because, but with Drew, I'm going the opposite direction. I figured. I really did. Um, <laughs> so just for uh, the question, of, you know, I got to question it. Um, why is Paul Arizon above Patrick Ewing? Yeah, well, I looked that again. I did not remember doing that. <laughs> I guess I did a year ago when I made this list. Yeah, that, that's going to get changed. Let's, oh, be, okay. honest. Let's be honest. Patrick right. Ewing is better than Paul Arizon. Okay. I'm not saying Paul Arizon right. coming off the list, but Patrick Ewing's going above him. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll give right. you that. I, yeah. All right, my next one is the next guy up the list from Arizon is Dominique. Dominique is also not a winner. We know that. Yes. You know. Um, but Ewing had much more success winning than Dominique, um, um, you know, so I guess that is my question. Let me look at Dominique's stuff real quick so I can make sure I get everything right here when I find this. So I think part of the reason that I like having Dominique maybe a little bit higher is his um, scoring. I think it's a little bit higher, and Dominique definitely did not have great teams. They are probably maybe even a little worse than what – Patrick Ewing had honestly. Um, yeah, that's that's probably. I'm trying to yeah. think. I'm trying to find Dominique here. Where's well, uh, Dominique played with what? Doc Rivers, Kevin Willis, Tree Rollins, um, Spud Webb. Spud Webb, yeah. I say Dominique is uh, not much. He's, he's got a scoring title, so that's about all. But he's just twenty-four, six and two, so a steal and not even a block, so. I think I just did because of his scoring. Honestly, I think he scored a little bit more, brought more to the table than I think Ewing did. All right. In that aspect. Well, here's my next one because I do believe I've heard you now say, not just hear it from Wade, I've heard you say on here that you could beat Koozie one-on-one, but you have Koozie ranked higher than Patrick Ewing. So I'd like to hear your uh, thought process there. I think it's just because all the titles Bob Koozie has and that kind of (laughs) stuff and being – the best point guard in his era and kind of like molding the point guard shape for the future generations and stuff. I think that's why I have Bob Cousy ahead of Patrick Ewing. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that one because I, I say Ray has Bob Cousy ahead of him too. So yeah, Ray has Bob so Cousy ahead of I got to side with Drew here because, I mean, yeah. when you're the, the phenomenal point guard of a whole decade, I mean, you got to throw him somewhere. Yeah. I mean – I wish Wade was here because he'd fucking just shut us down. But. <laughs> <laughs> like Drew, you can beat him. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's Wade's whole argument. He, saying, sucks. Wade, Wade he sucks. Wade talked you into it, Drew. He's got you believing. Well, I'm pretty sure I can beat Bob Cousy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a believer. All right. Um, so now I'm going to go with the next one. Um, but I am uh, thinking about this. Um, the... Uh, Anthony Davis is ranked ahead of Patrick Ewing by quite a ways here. Oh, God. Um, by about um, <laughs> far. It uh, looks like 11 spots, maybe. 11 spots. Okay. Um, yeah, well, 11 spots ahead of Patrick Ewing. I think before AD went, 
to L.A. to play with LeBron. I think him and Patrick Ewing are a pretty similar situation besides Anthony Davis got hurt more. Than, and obviously not playing mm-hmm. as physical, but I think he didn't have much in New Orleans. He was eight seed getting beat by normally the teams that went to the championship. Like the one year he got beat by the Warriors when they went to the championship or the Thunder, or the Spurs, or someone like that every year. Uh, but then he went to L.A., and he left his town and won a championship. Didn't get finals MVP, but that's debatable. But you never know. He, if he can stay healthy, I think he'll even keep going up on my list. But I think having the championship and him scoring and doing as much. And obviously, he still has the end of his career for his numbers to fall. But as of right now, his numbers are obviously better than Patrick Ewing's. But they'll, they'll fall a little bit, I think. Oh, I mean, I would assume so. Everybody's Everyone's seems to does. fall at the end of their yeah. career. I Unless mean, you just decide as soon as you think you're done, you just stop, which <laughs> no one ever does that. No one ever thinks they're done. So, Well, I will, I just, well, it's, my computer's being super, super slow here for some reason. Uh, it's just, I'm getting the uh, spinning circle right now. <laughs> We've been having that trouble tonight. And how yeah. we had trouble with the computers yeah. doing that? I wonder if there's something well, going Anthony on. Anthony Davis before last well, season. i got an update was... getting ready to go whenever I get done here. Oh. So that might be what it yeah, is. Yeah, maybe something <coughs> going on, yeah. Hmm. Well, I was going to tr- – oh, there it is. finally came up, but it's half off my screen, so I don't know what the hell is going on here. You're seeing this, right, Drew? Yeah. I can't pull it off. Yeah, there I don't we know go. what's happening. All right, so uh, – that's Ewing's first eight years in the league, which is where we're at with mm-hmm. with Davis. He's at uh, 23 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, 3 blocks, 52% from the field. That was Ewing's first Which year. before last year when I read all Davis' stats, he was 24, 10, and 2. So, mm-hmm. pretty and a title for all defense, which it's easier for him to get all defense when it was Patrick Ewing. So, I'll give Ewing that. I don't know. I mean, I know I've gone over it quite a bit. My big thing is, is just some of these guys, it's too early for me to say they're better than all-time greats. You know, like mm-hmm. you played four or five, 600 games, you know, like you, you know, you're still at your peak. So nothing has started to decline yet. You know, I just, it's just hard for me to say, well, I mean, yeah, I could, you know, try and predict the future and be like, well, if Anthony Davis continues this for six more years, he's be better than, Patrick Ewing, if we're talking that way, I'd be like, yeah. But I just like it's hard for me to say today Anthony Davis is has a better career than Patrick Ewing. That's just where I'm at with it. Agreed. I can go with that. Yep. Well, Drew, I think I'm done picking on you as well. I think um, right. I think I'm done with uh coming at you guys with where you had guys uh ranked. Does anybody want to ask me any questions where I got Ewing ranked? Let me look at you real quick. Um yeah, where do you have Ewing ranked? 35th, isn't that what I said earlier? Why do you have Patrick Ewing? No, I have him 30th. Why do you have Patrick Ewing ahead of Oscar Robertson? Uh, that's, uh, I mean, that's that's based pretty much solely on uh, on, er, on era. Right. Um, and Oscar was, Oscar was a non-championship guy until late in his career when he joined yeah. forces with Jabbar. All right. Um, you know, so I mean, he does have a championship, but it's not like he continued on with that Sacramento team and went on and drugged them to a championship. He he did sign and play with the at that time would have been the greatest player of all time to 
you know, win a championship. So same thing like earlier when someone talked about Chris Paul, kind of same boat. Just you know, Ewing was a little bit better. What Chris Paul did in situations. Well, to be honest with you, a year ago when I made this list, you know, he's you know still hadn't made a finals. But that, I don't know how much that would have swayed me anyway. But Chris Paul here in the last year or so has rapidly risen up some the assist list and the steals list. Um, and you know, I just I think probably it was. Uh, Chris Paul's not done yet. Let's see what how this how this adds up. But uh, Ewing is obviously a finished product. All right. Um, that's all I got. Those are just two that you asked. I want to see what you thought on them. Fair enough. Oh. Well, anybody else got any more before we close up on old Patrick Ewing? Let me see here real fast. Let me see if I can uh, manufacture an argument here. Let's see. I mean, it's. I mean, the list is pretty sound. I mean, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Right, you can't say things like that. Hey, I mean, I mean. There's just nitpick things like, you know, you got Ewing above David Robinson or above Dwayne Wade or above Kevin Durant. I mean, it's just it's just biased things here. I don't have you. I don't have you in above Robinson. Robinson's. I mean, it's behind. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, but you shouldn't. What I'm trying to say is, you have probably have Patrick Ewing above uh, David Robinson and Dwayne Wade, and I mean, you have Kevin McHale. Shit ton above everybody. Why is that? Well, I don't know if it's a shit ton. He's like, what? 21. He's nine slots ahead of Ewing, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I think he was down in championships. So just um, the championship thing kind of – was was the championship thing probably the big anchor for your, your list here? Oh, championships. I've, I've not denied it at all during this. Uh, championships play a heavy role on me. Now – like I said many times before, not all championships are created equal. Um, I don't, I, you know, I'm not saying, well, Robert Ory's championships are the same as Mike's championships because, you know, they have, the, you know, Ory has more championships right, than, Matthew, than Michael, yeah, yeah. but, you know, that's not the same, obviously. Right. Or Gary uh, Payton that Wade hates. <laughs> <laughs> Wade absolutely despises Gary Payton's championship. Uh, We're thinking about you, Wade. <laughs> um, you know, and they did play similar era wise so it wasn't like Mikhail was in the 60s or you know or the 2010s you know where an era why really struggle with um <clears throat> so yeah so okay so let's look at mine for okay. a second i have uh bill russell at five wilt at six and cream and akeem all back to back i have and you have akeem at four mm-hmm and you have a good solid championship anchor on your players. What puts Akeem at four, unlike how I have Bill Russell with eleven championships at five? Yes, I like I said, I do I do love championships, um, but I also struggle with eras. Um, but Russell statistically doesn't stack up to any of these guys. So I think that is me giving his championships justice 
by putting him in my top ten. I don't remember exactly where I have Russell. Um, he's high, though. Um, eight. I have him at eight. eight. So I think having Russell at eight is me giving him champi- his championships justice because statistically he doesn't stack up to these guys. Um, so that that that's really where I'm at with that. I'm not an anti-Russell guy by any means, um, but I do. I was actually just looking at some lists earlier today, centers list because of our Patrick Ewing episode, and there's there's a lot of guys that have Russell one and two on their center lists. I mean, lots yeah. of lists had Russell at one and two. Um, one or two. I mean, not one and two. <laughs> he had so many championships. He got both spots, one and two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just kind of wondering because I mean, I I I throw Hakeem, you know, in high regard myself, but I mean, I mean, the center is just so hard sometimes. But let, let's be honest. I don't think anybody disagrees. Center is the most stacked position on this list. Yeah, oh, oh my god. god. So. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think Wade said before when before we started, you know, I think he he was like, well, we all know we're gonna have an argument about the number one center spot because Alex is gonna put Dream there, knowing that probably the rest of you were gonna put Kareem there. Um, so I mean, there's uh, Wade knew that no, Wade and I have had this argument for years, so we know, he knew that going oh. in. Yep. I mean, we'll have a good time at the, at the top of the center spot. But I think we'll have a fun yeah. time at the top of our yeah. list. Just oh, yeah. 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 But, I mean, I mean, either, any of the centers, I mean, that you have could probably be interchangeable with each other. With each other. It's just a, a biased opinion at the top there. But, man, I mean, Akeem, he's, he's top tier. But, I mean, you also got to show love to the, the 11 championship Bill Russell. So, I mean... Well, Wade's. The, I think Wade's the guy that has Russell. The low. I think Wade has Russell in the thirties. I, I, I think I have Russell at like nineteen. I think. Uh, Wade has Bill Russell at twenty-five. Twenty-five. Okay. okay. I mean, yep. so I mean, the centers are pretty strong in the top twenty. So, this shows you how how deep the the last forty years have, have been with centers dominating. Well, I think I think we discussed this in a different episode. I'm pretty sure that me, Wade, Doug, and Drew all have eight centers exactly the same. Mm. And yeah. Ray has seven of those eight exactly the same. So our centers lists are very similar. Yeah. It's just the very end when we – like this. It's pretty right. much the first seven guys make all of our lists. Yeah. And then it's like most of us are like, yeah, then there's Ewing – and then our last two guys were like, eh, yeah. you know, we get some Willis Reed, we get some Dwight Howard, we get some George Mikan, right. we get some Dikembe Mutombo, you know, mm-hmm. like there, you know, there's some love going different directions. But we were like, these first eight guys are pretty much locks. Yeah, yeah. they're you pretty know? solid. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, so we want to give our uh, closing statements on Patrick Ewing and move on to trivia. Oh, sure, yeah. sounds good. So let's uh, let's go the opposite way, Ray. What you got? All right. I mean, the man was dominant from year one in, in high school to Georgetown through I don't even know how many years he was in the NBA, but, I mean, the last two 17. were sh- 17. So the last, like, three were, were, sh- were shit. But the man dominated through a whole decade amongst competition that just were, which was phenomenal. I mean, you can't deny the 90s. It was just a crazy time for a dominant center. And 
if you can't put Patrick Ewing on your list, you are in concussion protocol and you need to be out like the rest of your the whole season because you're just tripping because Patrick Ewing is that guy and he was that dominant and you got to put him on your list. Fair enough. That would lead to me. Um, I don't really necessarily disagree with what you just said there, Ray. I do think Ewing absolutely belongs on this list. Um, but in all honesty, I don't know anybody, not just the five of us, but guests like Schaller and Mark and stuff that uh, have been on here, they all have Ewing on their list as well. I don't think there's a ton of questioning of whether Ewing belongs. Um, where he's at, maybe, you know, yeah. but where he belongs, I don't think there's a ton of questioning. He is lower end um, for most of us, I think, because of the lack of hardware, really. No MVPs, no championships, um, lack of um, super big awards. Um, so, you know, he does have small NBAs and small defense, you know, in the rookie of the year. He made the top 50 and he made the top 75, you know, which are all no- nothing bad, obviously. Um, and his statistics are pretty solid. I mean, his blocks are impressive. His points per game are pretty impressive. He's not the greatest rebounder for a center. He's, you know, solid but not great, um, which I think is a little bit of a knock. But um, like I said earlier, I think Patrick Ewing um, – would probably be higher on our list and maybe completely different on our list if he played in a different different time other than, you know, four of the, four of the greatest centers of all time and, uh, and Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, maybe if he played in uh, the 2000s, maybe he has a championship or two, and we're talking about Patrick Ewing being completely different. But we can't necessarily, you know, say that, so he doesn't. And this is where I have him historically. Uncle Doug? Yeah, I think you summed it up really well. Um, For me, it was he's the only center on my list with, you know, without an MVP, well, other than Mike, and uh, without a a title. Um, You know, give him a lot of respect because he's a a great player. And uh, if he had the accolades, mm, he'd probably be quite a bit higher. Yeah. so, yeah, that's a pretty good summation. Drew? Basically with all you guys have said, how he's a great player and his stats look good, but it's just him not – he's the only one on the center's list like my dad to not have <coughs> championship and no MVP, which the stack position for a guy on my list to be at 10. With When we go to other positions where guys don't have either one, and they're like – they're at least at 8 or 7 or sometimes even higher. Especially with the title one. We have some people trying to think of the highest someone has someone without a title. Um, I don't know. I put my list away. I can't think. But we, we've definitely got people higher than what we have Patrick Ewing with on list. Well, Barkley, I'm sure. Is, oh, Barkley, I'm yeah. sure somebody's got Barkley well, pretty high. Uh, St- I have Stockton at 13, um, and he doesn't have a title. Yeah. Um, He's probably, what, third, second point guard? He's my second point guard. Yeah. yeah, second point guard, 13. He has no title, so that tells you how tough the center is. Um, Wade has Barkley at 19. He's his first non-title guy. Um, on Drew's list, it looks like we your first one is Carl Malone at 17. So, so far we're all in the teens here with our 
with our non-championship uh, guys. And Uncle Doug has Malone at 14. And Ray has Iverson at 17. So, yeah, right, all right there in the middle of the uh, teens, really. Yeah. Anyway, go on, Drew. Uh, that's basically all I've got for Ewing. Just all right. Well, that'll wrap up the Patrick Ewing portion of this episode and move us into trivia. And I assume Drew wants to go first. Of course. All right, what you got, Drew? All right. Steph Curry the other night had 50-plus points, 10-plus assists in 35 minutes or less. Who else in the last 40 years has done this? So, 50 points, 10 assists on 35 or less minutes? Yes. In the last, in the past 40 seasons. All right. 50 points, 10 assists? Yeah. Okay. I have my answer. Hmm. Uh, And there's only one other player that's done it. I wonder if you take the minutes restriction off, how many it opens up Ooh. to. Yeah, because I mean, I can't. I still don't believe there'd be a lot of players at fifty and ten. Yeah. All right, I gotta guess. Okay. All right, okay. let's see him. I got Harden. I got Harden. I got Westbrook. This is James Harden. Ah, sweetness. Right. Yeah, I haven't had a point for a while. It's kind of nice. Man, I ain't had one in like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You or me, Ray? I'll go ahead and go. All right. I think I got a good one here. Hopefully I can stump Alex this week. See. Um, who wow. played with four different NBA teams in the 1992-93 season? Four teams in one season? Who played with four different oh, teams? In the 92-93 season. Holy cow. It's got to be somebody that sucked, right? Because you can't be traded that many times in a season. So it had to be like you're getting cut and signed somewhere else, like or 10-day contracts or something. <laughs> That's just Unless awful. the rules were different in 92. I was pretty young at that point. That's awful. Uh, yeah, I'm stumped. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wow. I mean, can you answer this, Ray? Are we even going to know who the fuck this is? Probably not. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even have a guess. I have no idea. I'll write something down. Give me a second. (laughs) I was going to go with an easier question, and I seen this, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm doing this one. That's a good Uh, question. Let's go with. All right, I got an answer. Okay. I'm not even going to guess. All right. No way. I I, I I bow to you, Ray. Good (laughs) question. (laughs) Um, Let's call me Sneaky Himbo. I don't even know. Not even going to get my pen out because nobody's answering this. (laughs) 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 I was trying to think of someone who sucked. Oh, all right. (laughs) I know it's not right, but I just got to say it. All right, I'm ready. I got uh, Paul Smith. (laughs) Nope. Tom Chambers. (laughs) Ray? Hold on. Do what? Yeah. No, I'm writing down the answer because it's a hard spelling. Uh, last uh, name. Uh, 
All right. So the answer is Alex S-T-I-V-R-I-N-S. If you can make out the last You're name. right. I've never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Devane's. Trevins. Okay. Well, so thanks for that history lesson, Ray. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Anytime I can help. Well, my, my trivia question is going to be a history lesson as well. All right. Okay. What is the most games played in a season by a player? So you want the number of games? Number of games the player played. Like the whole season? Yep. Ooh. I got an answer. Oh, man. Now I got to do calculations. Not counting the playoffs. We're talking regular season. Mm-hmm. Oh, just regular season? Just regular season. I feel like I shouldn't put 82 down because I feel like there's some trick here. Well, never okay. mind. I'm not going to say anything. Okay. I got it locked in. Come on, Drew. I, I got it. All right. Um, All right. I said uh, 84. I also said 84. I went with 82. It's actually 88. Hmm. Ooh. Walt yeah. Bellamy back in 68-69. He was traded midseason, mm-hmm. and the team he was traded to had played six less games than oh. the other team, so he ended up playing 88 games that season. Okay. It's, fairly, it's fairly common for guys to get 83 because of that, right. but 88's a lot. Yeah, That's a lot. You get six it's extra games. Yeah. yeah, six games. I they must have had some games canceled or something yeah. to get that far must behind. Must have something weird going I on. I figured there was something weird. Like I knew it wouldn't be 82 exactly. Yeah. All right, here's my question. Since 2016, oh an NBA player has taken 42 game-tying or go-ahead three-pointers in the final minute of a game. Who is it? It's the most by a lot. Like, they have, they've taken 42 game-tying or game-winning, potential game-tying or game-winning three-pointers in the final minute of an NBA game. 42 of them. Since 2016. I'm just hoping it's the obvious answer. Reggie Miller. <laughs> Not in 2016. <laughs> unless you're playing 2K or uh, NBA Live 2005. Okay, I got one. All right, I'm ready. All right, what you guys got? Stephen Curry. I said Harden. I said Donovan Mitchell. The correct answer is Russell Westbrook. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Who, on those 42 shots, is shooting 19%. <laughs> Why is he taking Ouch. these shots? <laughs> wow. Uh, I kind of wish Wade was here for that. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's you know, it's kind of crazy that out of all this, Wade has become the Kawhi Leonard and Russell Westbrook guy. <laughs> like and the Allen Iverson hater. <laughs> I, I didn't uh, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> All right. After this week's tallies, the trivia scores are as follows: Ray with eighteen, Drew with thirty-seven, Doug with thirty-eight, Alex with forty-three, and Wade with forty-nine. 
And yes, Wade's lead was cut into again this week. Yeah, we got to get Wade back. Yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> I'm gonna take his crown. Yeah. All of a sudden, Wade's gonna come back and he's like, "I'm in third place. What the <laughs> hell happened?" They're like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, he'll be buttered." All right. Well, I uh, we appreciate you tuning in for this Patrick Ewing episode. We appreciate your listen this week, and we would also appreciate if you would tune in next week. So that you could hear about Scotty Scotty Pippen. Oh that boy. will be one of the largest differences of rankings we have on this show. Oh, yeah. So please tune in next week to Sports the Nemo Way.